Hello and welcome to episode number 37. Um, it's Friday afternoon, four o'clock. I'm just uh, just put my extra layers on. I'm about to go out and do um, feed the birds and pick up the eggs. Uh, I've not been doing anything very exciting at all, apart from um, making cards. <laughs> making cards and, um, yeah, I baked a loaf of bread and I made a cake uh but mostly i've been in here making cards um and uh tree decorations and tags uh, present tags and things like that so um yes yeah, not uh not been very exciting and kind of aware that actually what i should have been doing was being outside but because i need to make these for um a week tomorrow uh, I thought I'd better get on and really plough through some of them and they take a bit of time to do all the little embellishments and things on them. So, um, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I've been doing. And uh, uh, I'm quite cross myself because I think I should be outside, but I just I can't leave this alone now when I, once I've started. So, um, And John says, everybody says the weather's going to take a dive next week and be a lot colder. So I'm kind of... Uh, I think I've done this the wrong way around, really. But, uh, hey, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. So I've just come back in from uh, doing the eggs and uh, the numbers are poor today. But as I said to John, the um, hen's in the stable. He goes out and lets them in the morning and then the geese get straight in there and eat their feed. So, uh, I, you know, they're always, like, scrabbling around. They chase you around just... <laughs> Because they're hungry. I think it's because the geese are eating their feed. But the geese, for some reason, insist, keep on insisting. They, they, we put them up in the back paddock and then they get out. They fly out and they keep wanting to live in the shed, in their stable block. But uh, they're really going to have to go back at the back. So they stop eating the um, hen's food because they're just, they're not laying. Like, <laughs> otherwise, they're not going to lay. Um and remember the little chicks that hatched, the, la- the, the lady, the hen that uh, went off and we couldn't find her and she came back with three little chicks and one died almost straight away. Well, the other two have been ticking along really fine until today. Um, I did notice yesterday, well, I looked at it yesterday and one of them was like half the size. I mean, literally half the size. It wasn't of the other one. It wasn't growing at all. And uh, I thought yesterday that's a bit a bit strange. Well, today... I just found it uh, prostrate on the ground, um, and that's died um, for some reason. Things like that happen, so uh, can't be helped. For some reason, it just wasn't growing any bigger at all. It was still tiny. The other one is big and fluffy and doing well. Um, while I was out there, just cleaned out some of the hen, uh, the hens in the stable, the laying area. Um, put in fresh straw, put in some fresh straw for the ducks. Um, yeah, and then John came home and now he's gone out to put them all to bed because it doesn't, you know, that I would go out there at four o'clock and by quarter to five it's dark. So he's gone out now to put them to bed. But yeah, we have to sort the geese out. And I, do, I do keep telling him, but he doesn't listen. But um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. So yeah, need to, the geese need to stop eating the, the hen's food because... Uh, 
they're obviously not, not getting enough nutrients to actually lay because there isn't really any reason why they shouldn't lay. I mean, a few of them are molting, but not all of them. And they've got very nice red combs. So they should be laying, but anyway, we'll try and sort that out over the weekend, hopefully. Morning, it's Monday morning, um, and I've been absolutely rubbish at uh, keeping this up <laughs> over the day, mainly because I've kind of been doing the same things um, over and over, which is making cards. Uh, I went out on Saturday with my sister to the uh, Victorian, I'll put that in inverted commas, Victorian Christmas market in Oxford. Uh, it, was, it didn't feel very Victorian actually, but um, there were some very nice independent stalls there for people that make their own stuff. And uh, then in, over in Gloucester Green, they had like the food uh, food market, which was um, much more atmospheric, actually. It had all the music going and uh, it seemed a lot more atmospheric, even though it was just food stalls there. So, but it was a nice day out and I said it was nice to... Um, uh, you know, I really enjoyed actually going out and uh, mingling with people who haven't done that for such a long time in that sort of way. So that was quite nice. Um, you might be able to hear, I don't feel the best this morning. I, the back of my nose um, and up towards my head, so I guess that's all my sinuses feel a bit swollen this morning and they're making me feel a talk a little bit nasally and I can feel it and I feel a little bit heady but I'm going to crack on anyway I'm not going to let it um stop me doing anything because uh I hopefully I've done enough cards now for the um for the card for the Christmas fair just up the road here so I'm not going to do any more today I think I'm going to get outside and uh get some of the things done that I've been uh thinking I ought to do because I really actually ought to have done them by now and some of that is uh, I need to plant up some tulip bulbs in various planters ready to put out for sale next year. And I also need to plant up tulips um, in my beds ready for a wonderful display next year. I, I, in my naive head, I thought everything would have died down and I could just plant them en masse and I could see where they go. But actually, of course, everything hasn't completely died back yet. And so I'm, they're going to be spaced out. They're not going to be uh, perfect little tulip soldiers in a row. They're just they will, which is fine because who wants perfection anyway? Not me. Um, yeah. So those are the things that are on my to do list today. Uh, I just thought, I thought, well, Ray, the dustbin man came. It's like uh, I don't know about anywhere else in the country, but we have like so. Our, we have a collection every week, but it swaps over. So one week it's your household rubbish. Next week it's your um recycling but the last time so it's household rubbish this time but last time I put this out that didn't get picked up either which for us is not a massive problem because I don't have a lot of rubbish but this time I was thinking well, if you don't fill up if you don't pick it up this time uh, you know it's going to be starting to get full up to the top but uh luckily I thought I was pleased to see they're supposed to come Friday morning pleased to see them there Monday morning I guess they're having problems with sickness and drivers and everything else like the rest so i just think that the world seems to have gone to pot a bit um or maybe not the world but well it is actually judging by a lot of the news bulletins at the minute everything has gone pete tong as they would say and it's like um yeah every, the, 
all, all of the chains seem to have broken down a little bit here and there, uh, chains of supply, and um, which knocks on to manufacture chains and uh, delivery chains, and just everything seems to be hard work. You can't, you know, you can't automatically get an appointment at the doctors and see the doctor anymore. It, you, you know, you, people are struggling to get um, hospital appointments and um, operations done. Trade is struggling to get hold of goods. Uh, yeah, it just seems a little bit... And the dustbin men obviously struggling to get around. So um, I don't know what's happening to the world. It's, it's going... Uh, it feels like it's gone backwards a bit. Um, but maybe that's what a pandemic does. I don't know. Take takes the world into check a bit and uh, takes them down a peg or two and uh, we have to start building up from there. <coughs> Excuse me, I can hear it's starting to build in my throat now. Yeah, so I um, that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to uh, do the eggs and put those out and then I'm going to whip round and do anything necessary inside, get something out for dinner later, <coughs> sort out any washing. And uh, I'm going to get outside and try and plant some tulip bulbs, which would be lovely. I can tick that off my to-do list. One thing I did do yesterday was um, make... It was actually... It was stir-up Sunday, and so I made the Christmas pudding. Um, mixed all that up, soaked all the fruit, and mixed all that up ready for stir-up Sunday. Now, in days gone by, obviously I would have had all the children here and... Um, my children, when they were younger, always stirred the pudding, and then the grandchildren pre you know before they were they went to school, they would uh, come over and mix up the pudding um, but uh th- there was just me mixing up the pudding today <laughs> so yesterday, so that was a, a bit of a shame really I have to um, schedule it next year so that i got the kids here to mix up the pudding it 's an old uh, victorian tradition stems has religious um, a religious background to it. Uh, I think they would open the Bible and read a, a page or something out of the section out of the Bible and there would be 13 ingredients and you stirred it so many ways this way for something and so many ways that way. Um, I had no idea about any of that. When I was at primary school, um, way back in the 70s, I uh, was lucky enough, We it was a, a village primary school and we traditionally um the all of the children in the school lined up with uh we had uh the archetypal fat jolly cook in a white apron and everything she would stand there with a huge mixing bowl full of mix and every child in the school would stir and make a wish um which was fabulous it's a fabulous memory to have and i and it's i I think it's a tradition that we can easily do and uh carry on and so um so I try to carry on the tradition, and I know lots of lots of other people do too. So that's great. I've still got the mix. It's Monday now, and I've still got the mix sat on the side waiting, because uh, every other year, every year in the past, I've always cooked it in a glass Pyrex dish, um, and uh, this year I thought, what are you doing that for, Dawn? Because um, when you try to put the so you have to put like um, greaseproof paper with a crease on the top for expansion and and tin foil and then tie it around the pot and and boil it for you know however many hours and when you're trying to do it with a glass pyrex like bowl uh it's really hard to get the string on the string slips all the time 
So I thought, why are you every year struggling to do that? So I've ordered myself a proper pudding basin to put the pudding in. And I'm waiting for that to come. That should hopefully arrive today. And then I can um, get the pudding steaming away for hours on end. And then that will go away uh, ready for Christmas Day. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a special a special thing for a special occasion. Of course, I've got the um, the Christmas cakes made and I'll probably feed that today as well and then that'll get fed. John's actually over the weekend while I was out <laughs> uh, has laid um, some floor, uh, screeded the floor in the pantry. Um, it, it was already concrete and I didn't actually mind it except for it wasn't particularly level. It was rough. It was rough concrete. Um, and so it wasn't particularly level, which means it wouldn't, if you, you know, I've got an apple rack that goes in there and that's got legs and it wouldn't stand very level if I, if he didn't sort of screed it. He was a bit worried it was, the screed's a bit rough, but I said, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's a pantry. It's supposed to, it's supposed to look like that. So I'm dead chuffed that now, pretty much, I can start uh, looking at how I want to fit the pantry out and um, what I want to go in there. And, and then I'll... Um, I think my son-in-law's got an old internal door that he's taken out from somebody's house, so I'm going to have that and put that on. And, uh, yeah, my pantry will be... Um, I, my, my one stipulation was that uh, I, the door, the light comes on when the door opens, so I'm very excited that hopefully the electrician will be able to do that. I don't have to turn the light on, so just open the door and the light comes on. I don't know, small things. <laughs> small things please little minds, I suppose. But yeah, so I'm waiting for the pudding dish to come today and I will, as soon as that arrives, I'm going to get that pudding steaming because that will probably take four hours um, or more because it's quite a big pudding. It's a, it's going to, it's a, well, it's going to be a two, what did I say, two and a half, uh, 1.5 litres bowl is coming ready to, so it's quite a big pudding. So I'll just do like one pudding and that will be, that will feed us all for for Christmas Day. So that'll be good. But yeah, I thought, I, I forgot to say that. So I thought I'd just pop that one in as well. So I haven't been totally idle just doing cards. I'm feeling like I've got my act together a bit today. Um, so this morning I have already, uh, I've got a beef stew in the slow cooker using... Um, Emma's beef and then all of our veg, um, which is nice, and my own grown herbs and stuff. So that's all good. And I've got some apple and blackberry out, and I'll make a massive um, crumble, apple and blackberry crumble later, because uh, I feel that it's that time of year now and you just want the comfort food. And um, I also grabbed one of my soup bags out of the freezer, so I've got some soup uh slowly on the go for lunch so um yeah hopefully plenty of vegetables today uh that's um yeah i just i just haven't focused at all and i think sometimes i i don't know about everybody else but you focus for a couple of weeks and i'm talking mainly about getting the dinner and everything and then uh i'll go off the boil i'll just I get sick of uh, cooking the same thing all the time, and uh, I can't be bothered anymore after that. And then, and then it takes a while. There's a couple of weeks, and where we're just like I'm sort of slapping stuff together, and then I sort of seem to get back on and think, right, I'm gonna do this and do it because I've got quite a lot to use in the freezer, so I really need to um, start using it and making stuff. I've got to make a load of mince pies in a couple of weeks' time, but. Uh, 
yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, the thing is, I suppose, with cooking from scratch all the time, it takes time. I mean, I have the time. I'm here all day, and it takes time. But sometimes, you know, if I forget to get something out of the freezer in the morning, um, it's, uh, it's kind of, you scrabble around thinking, what, what shall I get? What shall I get? And John doesn't eat anything that's sort of, like, easily to throw together. Doesn't eat pasta, doesn't eat rice you know, won't eat an omelette, so it's kind of ends up with either something on toast or uh, something that's not really <laughs> particularly great. So I'm going to try and focus and remember to get something out of the freezer every single day or at least have an idea of what I'm going to be doing for the next day so that I can uh, keep myself on track because I've got plenty of lovely, lovely ingredients to use up um, in the freezer, so that's what I need to be doing, really. So, so far this morning... Yep, I've got the dinner and the pudding and the lunch already on the go. And uh, they're, as they're in the slow cooker and just on low, I can still carry on with other things. And uh, I'm just actually, I, I'm going outside, but I'm just waiting for it to warm up a tad because it was frosty overnight. So it's a little bit cold out there. So uh, just waiting for it to warm up a little bit more before I do go out. It's uh, nearly two o'clock. It's been a lovely day. The... Um... It was cold this morning, but the sun's been out and it's been um, really nice outside. And I have spent all that time outside. And I think, I can't remember how many tulip bulbs I said I had in the sack, but I think it's somewhere, somewhere in the region of 450. So they are now all planted in the ground. Woo! So it should look amazing in the spring. Um, I've planted up some pots, pots of tulips to put out for sale next year, next spring. And then I've planted up uh, all of the bed underneath the window here, that long bed. I've planted one whole bed of tulips in the garden, which will be um, for picking, for cut flowers. And, uh, and then I've got another couple of odd bits of pots here and there. Well, I've poked them in anywhere I can, to be honest, because uh, they make a lovely splash of colour come spring. Um, in the industry... <laughs> Obviously, when you cut a tulip, uh, you cut it in flour, and so the bulb is then no longer any good because it's not, uh, it's not, it doesn't flower, then go over, then pull back all the energy back into the bulb. So in the industry, um, every time you buy a bunch of tulips, the um, the bulbs are discarded. They're just pulled up and chucked on the compost heap, which. Uh, seems crazy to me but um I've dedicated a small bed to that for exactly that the rest of them will just uh grow in the beds and the pots out the front um sometimes some types of tulips are pretty good coming back a second or third year but often they only come up the, the one year um anyway which is a bit of a shame but uh I, I guess if you went back to a more native type They'd probably come up time and time again, but the more cultivated um, they are, the more the less they will do that. So, so yeah, four hundred and fifty tulip bulbs down. Oh, and I planted some giant, giant allium bulbs, which I bought at the um, Malvern show when we went there. Now, what I want those for is for the dried heads, because um, they allium heads look splendid uh, in dried flower arrangements. And uh, then I planted some other ones, three other ones, but I have no idea what they are. Obviously liked them when I saw them, and they're quite big bowls, so I just planted those as well. Still got um, gladioli and some um, 
crocomusia or crocosmia, however you say that one. I've got lots of orange, but I bought a uh, a red one, a fiery red one when we went to the show. So I've still got those to plant as well, but uh, I think I'm done for today. And I'm quite happy with what, what I've got done, what I've managed to achieve so far. Okay, it's uh, ten past six and I've just got a little bit of quick time because John has gone off. We've had, we've had our dinner, we've had our stew. Um, John has gone off to get um, a couple of bits of shopping that we need, but not a lot. Mostly his shopping, that's his lunch stuff. Um, but I forgot also, I, I, because it's, the temperatures have now dropped quite a bit and uh, I filled up a big tonne bag full of straw this morning, took that through to the orchard um, and filled up all the huts for the guinea pigs and the rabbit and the quail and the turkeys and then the light Sussex and the other light Sussex are out the other side as well, just because it's um, about to get quite cold and so might as well make them as cosy as I possibly can. Also filled up all of the wild bird feeders for again the same reason i need to keep them fed so oh, i did that as well and uh when i came back in um had a sit down actually in the afternoon after uh doing all those bulbs and um i've uh, got the put the pudding is now steaming so that that's the reason john's gone off to get shopping by himself really normally i would go with him um but i've got the pudding the christmas pudding st- steaming or well, boiling away and that's going to take four hours and you have to constantly monitor the water level so make sure it doesn't boil dry and keep it topped up so uh yeah so yeah that's the end of my first day first day it's not my first day but that's the end of this day Tuesday morning and it's frosty. Uh, it was quite a cold night last night, and uh, I've been rushing around this morning because uh, Shelley's picking me up at ten past eight this morning to uh, so I have to have blood tests at half eight. So uh, I have to get everything sorted before I go and do that. So I've fed all the cats, uh, done all the eggs, put the eggs out, got the washing on. Moved the washing from the washing machine to the tumble dryer because it's John's jeans. I don't think it's going to really dry much on a day like this. Um, uncovered my Christmas pudding, which was steaming away for four hours last night, which uh, is lovely. Makes all the house uh, condensate, which is <laughs> not good. Um, but uh, that's at least done now, and I will, I'm just going to let it sort of dry off a little bit because the top is obviously a bit sort of wet um, from, the, from the steam. And uh, then I will wrap that, and that will go away for storage um, until Christmas. <coughs> so that's done. Tick. So I feel like I'm sort of getting through quite a few of my head-clogging bits, really, I suppose. They clog up my head with must do that. Must It's all sat there. Uh, thinking I must do that. Um, both John and I have d- agreed this morning that it's uh, very warm in our house, <laughs> so we're going to turn the radiators down a notch. They're on eighteen, but uh, we're not used to that. It's not we're not something we're not used to in the morning when we've got to get up and rush around. So um, these radiators, you could put them on a timer, <clears throat> but um, you know, on a clock. 
But John, being a heating, uh, was used to be a heating engineer, he always maintains and he will say to customers, you're better off to leave your heating on if you've got a, th a room thermostat, to leave it permanently on uh, the temperature that you find comfortable because that way your boiler doesn't have to work quite so hard. So if you basically, if you, uh, you know, it comes on um, certain hours of the day, it's got to work hard to get your house up to the temperature. I mean, I suppose it's different if you're working because you're out all day and, you know, what's the point of heating the house if you're out all day? But uh, if you're in and out or you're at home, just leave it on and that way the boiler doesn't have to work hard uh, to when it has to kick, when the, when the thermostat kicks in to heat, get the house back up to heat because it's already should be on that level heat all the time. That's his... Uh, that's what he always says to customers, especially elderly customers. Um, keep it, keep it on, maintain it on the same heat all the time, and then your boiler doesn't have to work too hard to uh, catch up later on. But uh, yeah, we're finding it a little bit, uh, a little bit warm, really, for us. Um, it's, it is a bit weird because I said to John sometimes, like in the afternoon, it just feel a lot colder. Although technically, the house should all be the same temperature the whole time. But it's definitely very warm in here this morning. Probably a little bit of that's because we're running around doing stuff in the morning as well. So, uh, well, this morning at least. <coughs> so, yeah. So I'm off to um, have my blood tests and I'm going to see how the day pans out because I still have uh, the gladioli bulbs to find a place for and plant those. Those will also be for um, cutting because uh, I've got gladioli in the garden that are, you know, for uh, to look pretty, but um, I wanted some for cutting because they do look amazing when you've got them in a vase on the side. So uh, I've got a few bulbs for that. But yeah, and I've also messaged the lady this morning about the Christmas craft fair and the cards and the tags. So I've got all those ready for her to um, come and have a look and see what they want uh, to get to take up there to sell. So yeah, I feel like I'm on the right side of good this morning which is excellent let's hope the day continues like that okay it's wednesday morning and uh is it wednesday yes it's wednesday morning and um i've done i've just stopped for a coffee it's only half eight but i've stopped for a coffee i've done all the bits that i need to do this morning um get the eggs sorted put those out in the shed bring in the egg, empty egg cartons um, people are always bringing us empty egg cartons but boxes back so that when we tend to reuse those clean ones anyway the rest get chucked um yeah done that fed the cats uh in the back here john's done all the outside birds and animals and then gone off to work um i said every morning i <laughs> the cats kind of in the boot room they walk along the sideboard you know the worktop and i have to bend down and to a cupboard underneath it there's a sink out there bend down to, and every morning I get back up to a cat's arse I like can you not do something different you just sit there and wait for me I just have to have your backside right in my face as I come back out of the cupboard but no that's uh that's the greeting I get every morning so that's delightful I saw that this morning um one of the things I was thinking yesterday because obviously well, I'll tell you about yesterday. So yesterday I um, went off my blood tests. Uh, Shelley 
picked me up before she dropped the kids off at school. So she dropped me off in town. I went for my blood test. She took the kids into school. And then when I met her, she said, do you fancy popping into Whitney? Because uh, she needed to get a few bits. And I said, yeah, that's fine. I'll we'll do that. So we went and had a mooch around Whitney, um, picked up a f- couple of bits of uh, birthday presents that are near Christmas and some a couple of Christmas presents for the kids. Um, so that was great. And then by the time I got back, uh, well, we picked up, we picked up Florence on the way back from school, uh, from Whitney. And uh, as we pulled up and parked, I said to Shelley, oh, my goodness, look at those leaves from that ginkgo biloba tree. And they're beautiful, bright yellow leaves all falling down and uh, landing on the ground. So I thought they look really interesting. You know, the, the shape of the leaf is beautiful. So I started picking them up and uh, I picked up loads and they made the most beautiful, natural pom-pom shape, a yellow, like pom-pom shape, which were just absolutely stunning, really. And and, um, we were stood with the the, the ladies picking their children up and they said, goodness me, my bridal bouquet didn't look that good, you know, and it it really was. I'll put a picture of it on the... the, um, on the blog and then you can see uh or or it'll be on the farm page and you can see what it looks like but it's absolutely stunning uh you know as i say where there's where there's trash there's treasure and uh we were lucky because when we came back to the car we started picking up a few more and then the leaf blower uh lorry picked up uh, pulled up started picking up all the leaves so uh luckily we managed to get those and spot those before that happened but then anyway shelly dropped me off back home which was then about midday got just gone and uh, by the time I got in and let the dogs out and uh, figure out what was going to be for dinner and everything, and that was sort of like getting on for one o'clock, I thought, well, it's only a couple of hours now until I have to go and uh, do the afternoon rounds. So I sat and uh, made some cards, really, and did a bit of um, a bit of reading up on various things. Um, so yeah, so I didn't really get anything done outside like I was hoping to um but uh I had a lovely day and I made this amazing discovery about the ginkgo biloba leaves so that was good in the evening after we'd had our dinner I then I made a dried flower wreath um so every year we make a wreath like for a Christmas wreath and I we use I use metal rings and moss um to wrap the the ring in and uh if you then leave that ring somewhere nice to dry all year long you get a nice dried moss wreath ring which you can and then i obviously i picked a lot of flowers in the summer and hung those up to dry and i made a lovely nice uh dried flower wreath ring which will hang somewhere in the house when i find a space for it um again that will be the pictures of that will be on my on my blog, um, which is, you can find under WordPress, which is Friesen Farm. Um, or you can find it on Facebook, on the Friesen Farm Facebook page. Have a look at that. Uh, yeah, so that's what I did. in, uh, And then in the a little bit later in the evening, my sister sent a message to see if I was in and did we want to have a look over the pantry and see measure up everything and see what is going to fit in there. So... Uh, yeah, so we had a. She came over, had a cup of tea, measured all everything up, had a good chat about it, and uh, yeah. So I felt that although we didn't get outside and get those gladioli bulbs um, planted, I felt like I had uh, a really good productive day. Also, this morning I'm finding that my um, 
brain, now it's free of any encumbrance, uh, is uh, absolutely working overtime. I mean, it is uh, just firing off in all directions at the minute. And (laughs) I don't know if anybody else gets that. I just can't shut it off either at the minute. Can't shut it off at the minute. To the point where I woke up this morning with a story in my head. Like, uh, they say every person, you know, has a book within them, right? And so I'm not, and I think this morning I've woken up with this story in my head and I'm thinking, uh, so I'm laying there thinking it through, thinking, uh, is, could this actually go anywhere? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's what my brain is doing to me at the minute. It's just firing on all cylinders, uh, but in random directions. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I'll have to think that one through and think... Uh, see if that even could take me anywhere at all but um maybe over time uh i need to start writing it down though or getting it down one way or another just just in case it does all um make sense eventually and come together i don't know who knows but uh yeah so that is uh i I just feel like i'm buzzing this morning absolutely buzzing i don't know why um it's probably not a good sign (laughs) to be fair i did have coffee yesterday normally i drink decaf so i did have a uh, caffeinated coffee yesterday so possibly that's what that is all about who knows um today i my plan is to get some housework done uh, desperately needs housework the low winter sun shines in occasionally and you can see dust and cobwebs so uh, i need to need to um sort those out and get that sorted and that will be all right then for a while and uh i also want to get out into the pantry and uh, I've got some sealant to seal up any um, sort of uh, the edges of where all the ply has gone together and things. So that has to be sealed. I don't want any mice getting in there, any ants getting in there, any bugs whatsoever getting into the pantry because that's the whole point. Um, so, yeah, but uh, yeah, now we've um, measured everything up that's going to go in there. It's all going to be sort of upcycled, recycled stuff that's going in or stuff that I've already got. Um yeah, I want to get on with that now and crack on. And because I've got lots of stuff in my kitchen and my boot room and that's all just piling up. Is You know, I've run out of space, really, in the kitchen. I said to Johnny, I've got no space on the side to put anything down because it's full of, you know, slow cookers and mixers and pans and all sorts of things. The cake, the Christmas cake stored in a tin on the side and chutneys and everything just like stored everywhere <laughs> and I've got dried flowers at the other end of the kitchen hanging up so and pumpkins on the side drying and jars and it'd just be nice to um uh get have a place for it so I can you know free up some areas in the kitchen really and uh I was looking last night um the, the girls have now decided because we weren't sure how many were gonna how many of them were gonna come to Christmas dinner but they're all gonna come now so that would be 13 of us all together Uh, including five children in my tiny kitchen I've got to try and uh, work out a way because it would be nice to see we could feed the children first but it would be nice you know for the big big midwinter feast if we can all feast together round the table or two tables or however many tables in what formation I can get them in but uh, it's going to be a bit of a challenge to be sure but, yeah, never shy away from a challenge. I'm up for that one. So uh, that will also be racing through my mind today to see how we can achieve that. 
but uh, yep so cleaning and then filling that's the order of the day today to get those jobs done and dusted for the week There's a topic that's um, uh, always coming up, really, that uh, I just wanted to get my thoughts out on. Um, nothing to do with small holding, but it is to do with uh, living. Um, it's the vaccine uh, programme for uh, COVID-19. Obviously, um, I've had all my vaccines and I've had my third primary vaccine and I will take my booster. And John has had his vaccines and he's um, hopefully going to go and get his booster. And most people I know have had their vaccines and uh, they continue to go and get their uh, booster done. Um, however, we are watching at the minute the numbers, <coughs> the COVID numbers, uh, infections rising in Europe, uh, mostly in the countries where the uptake for the vaccine is around about 60, 60 to 65 percent, where people are not uptaking it um, those sort of countries, Austria and Germany, definitely, they're, they're sort of like uh, on two thirds of the uptake for the vaccine. Whereas here in the UK, it's more like 80%. So um, I'm hoping that it's, that's good for us, that we've done, you know, that we're going in the right direction and that COVID isn't going to take some sort of stranglehold again over, over the winter here, which would be... Um, just awful again really we're all sort of like getting used to the idea that we are moving forward so we don't really want to take a backward step the bigger issues obviously are um that some of the countries one at least um are going to make vaccines compulsory they're going to make them law uh my view although i have had my vaccines i chose to have my vaccines I don't think that that is um, something they should make people do. Uh, that it just seems horrific to me to make somebody, um, to make it law that somebody has to have something injected into their body that they don't want. I mean, by all means, exclude them socially from things if they haven't had it, Uh that's their choice then, but to make them have the vaccine, that feels all wrong to me. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but I just think, you know, that, yeah, sure. If they haven't had the vaccine, they can't do this, they can't do that. They can obviously do the basic things. But, and then that's their choice, but don't uh, force them to have it. I think that's a very worrying line to go down. Um personally i i think you know that's that those are the things that are that's the sort of thing that's gone through my head this week that and the chicken flu uh the bird flu because i think we are heading for a lockdown i um, said to john prepare yourself because uh they don't give you much notice either you know it'll be announced one day that from the next day you have to lock down your birds and so we need to get these stables ready for to move the birds at any given notice um move them inside and I think it will come and as I've said before it's never to protect the small flock holders who uh who just go about their business it is to protect the big companies and the massive you know turnouts of eggs and 
chicken for, for the meat industry and turkeys, obviously. So, uh, well, the turkeys will mainly be starting to be processed soon. So, but uh, yeah, so I think that I think that is going to be imminent. Um, pretty sure the word the word on the street is that uh, it's coming. So uh, we will see. So we, that's something else we need to prepare for this weekend, I think, because if it comes, it will be the beginning of December, uh, which then, and the reason that is, is because there are only so many weeks you can lock down your birds and still call them free range. Get that? I don't know. Uh, that doesn't even make any sense. But for the industry, uh, if your birds are locked down for uh, so many weeks, I don't even know how many weeks it is, um, you can still call them free range. Don't know. That's a that's something I would challenge if I was a lot higher up, but uh, I'm not. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, so they they were doing the minimum amount of lockdown possible in order for pe- for the big companies still to be able to label their eggs free range, but uh, that technically won't be because they are locked down for weeks on end. So, yeah, go figure. So I finished the housework and I fully intended to go out and. Uh, use the mastic gun with the mastic that we bought to seal up all the joints in the pantry. However, I get out there and the one mastic gun that we've got, which John had already told me was um, not very good, uh, is the only one I can find. And this is not, (laughs) this is so annoying because we had loads of mastic guns lying around. We had one that I had, we had using for the greenhouse when we put that up a couple of years ago. So I know there was one in my shed somewhere, but I can't find that. There would have been a couple laying about out the back. There was definitely some with the painting uh, stuff, with the decorating stuff. There isn't a single one to be found. So I ring John and I say, how many mastic guns have you got in your van? Just one that I bought myself. That's his answer. Wrong. That cannot be right because I, for one, don't take mastic guns out with me when I go shopping. So they would never leave the farm unless they went into his van and he took them. So that's put paid to my afternoon job. It was really blooming annoyed me. <laughs> like, oh, it's why I say I, I have a, a shed with my tools in it. I'm definitely going to get a lock on it. I keep threatening to get a lock on it because don't keep pinching my tools and my stuff. Oh, so annoying. And right on cue, the government gives the announcement that the birds, chickens, poultry will all have to go into a lockdown. Uh, from Monday so uh, the word on the street was right and here we go again I did actually manage to get um, some of the sealing done because uh, sealing up all the gaps because my sister came over um, to cover up her the caravan her vintage caravan and uh, she said oh I've got one of those uh, um, mastic gun in the in the caravan so I'll go and get that out so she got that out so I was able to carry on and do a lot of the uh, masticking sealing up or any gaps between the boards and uh, meanwhile she was busy um, making a shelf 
for one of the benches that are going to go into the new pantry. And uh, she's done a mock-up, a mood board, and a mock-up of what it will look like. And it's all very exciting. So, uh, yeah, so I did actually get some stuff done in the end. So uh, that was a good day, really. When John came home in the evening, um, we obviously then had to have a discussion about the chickens going into the stables, what we're going to need, uh, how we're going to do this. Um, we have got, we've got, uh, we've got one, how many stables have we got? <laughs> one, two, three, four, we've got five stables. Um, we used to have seven, but we, eight even, we've got five. Uh, two of those obviously we use for one for each horse. Um, and the other ones, uh, uh, we just use, well, they were used for other horses when they were here, but we use them as and when we need them now, sometimes for storage, sometimes for, for housing chickens and things, um, have been used to house pigs and sheep before now, but, uh, yeah, mostly at the minute now, because this happens every year on a regular basis, we, uh, keep them free now for, for putting chickens in. Um, so, but what, what I'm saying is we've got, so we use, there's three that we use. And, uh, so the discussion then goes, well, do we put, use all three, split them, put them in all three, or do we use two of them and then keep a third so that when we need to clean one out, we can just move them over so we can rotate them around, which probably is going to be the more sensible option because it's very, very difficult to clean out a stable full of, uh, you know, 30 odd chickens, um, it's not very easy to do at all so we'll probably uh do that use one as a keep one free and rotate them um regularly uh we then need extra supplies so we're going to need um wood shavings to put down on the floor quite a lot we're going to need to make up areas for egg laying we need to uh then put in perches uh roosting bars for them and uh i also uh, it's a good time actually because they're coming and they'll all be together and they won't be sort of going off anywhere you can guarantee that what they're going to be eating is is you know what you put in there is what they're going to eat because they're not going to go anywhere else so um it's a good time now to worm them uh they haven't been done for um oh, a couple of years at least they, i don't routinely worm them but as they're coming in it's a good idea to um uh, get them in tip-top condition really so I can uh, we can worm them and then I they will have um nice big uh dust baths which I can put in and I can also add into that uh things like louse powder well actually I'm going to use diatomaceous earth um use quite a lot of that and then we've got you know dust baths that they can use them we use we'll put in a mixture of sand and dirt and uh anything we can find really that they just love to to dust bath in which will help with any um creepy crawlies they've got on them um yeah and though i've also ordered uh some dried seaweed as well because uh i've got a load of um spices that i often use during the winter uh, with their feed last winter i didn't use it because it wasn't very cold at all i was thinking this morning i got up and there's no frost it was quite mild it's cold but it there was no frost overnight last year you could count on your hand the amount of frosts count on one hand the amount of frost we had all winter long this year we've already had that many uh 
consecutively day after day for like the last few days so uh it's, it's already a little bit colder winter but like, anyway last winter i didn't use their their poultry spices because uh it wasn't very cold um and i make up my own poultry spices uh there's a list of i've got a list on the bin lid somewhere of what goes into it I can't, it's things like uh garlic and um fenugreek and uh um I can't, uh, turmeric uh all, all sorts of things like that that uh be nutritional for them you know just helps with their nutrition over winter keep them going and this year I'm going to add seaweed because I think seaweed would be a good one so so I've ordered that yep so this weekend um we will be getting ready for uh moving them over well we'll probably move them over this weekend although it doesn't have to be done till Monday but we will be doing them um this weekend might as well while we're both here so we'll get that sorted so yeah that was the discussion of the evening how when what why where etc uh, etc et so um the birds will now come in it's it, it's a bittersweet really because uh, we can you know they'll come in and we can we can keep them obviously they're not going to get eaten by the fox if they're shut away um and i can't we can sort of keep them in good condition but they just can't get out on free range but uh, we can keep an eye on them and um you know we can also uh we can see how many eggs we are actually getting because when they're free range, they just lay everywhere. So we don't even know if we get all the eggs, really, to be fair, to be honest. But yeah, that was the topic of discussion. And uh, so that, that's it. That's another week. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening to this one. And uh, I will catch you again next week.